Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. This is Eugenia and Toya and welcome back to Woke Doctor Who. So this is our second part of our nerdiest questions um, episodes. Um, So the last one we did was all Doctor Who. Yes. um, (laughs) Since that's what we do. Of course. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, this one. Ow, cat. That was mean. (gasps) What did she do? She just (laughs) reached for my hand and scratched it. You're weird, cat. Luna. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Over here. Lost it. You know what Nobody it, was paying attention pause, to her. Okay. Pause. Okay. Just because I think maybe she is hungry. Okay. We're back. We, uh, All right. The cat has been fed and is not going to annoy us anymore. Okay. Go. Well, at least not paw we at hope us. So paw at us with claws. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, this, this episode of Nerdiest Questions yes. is... Everything else, everything that else we've ever wanted to ask each other, <laughs> and so they're all over the place. Okay, <laughs> okay. So let's get started. Okay, go. So our very my the very first one. This is a weird one, and this sounds like a question a uh, kid would ask. Okay, what kind of animal would you be? <laughs> um. I am definitely some kind of cat Mm. just because I am I like to be petted and pampered and um, left to lounge on things and so I'm probably a house cat of some sort yeah yeah mine is probably so I have I want to share the one I want to be because that is actually my favorite animal okay um, which is a Tasmanian devil I love them they scream all the time and all they do is eat eat food and bite a lot and I like that about them and also they're very small (laughs) that's how I relate but I think me as a person I would probably be a fox like that's kind of my like what was it like uh canine uh what was it canine what is it canine so- canine hardware running cat software or something like that yes, is what they it, call yeah, foxes yeah, yeah. and i think that's kind of me as a person <laughs> okay i got it yes all right do you want to okay. read the second one sure okay all right so the second one who in the disney verse would you marry <laughs> I think I'd had an answer for this when I um when I gave like when I wrote this and now I've forgotten what that answer would be. But mm. who would I marry? I wouldn't want to marry any of the princes, to be honest. Mm. Like none of them. Okay. They're all I'm not gonna say they're all trash. Terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say they're all trash. Okay. <laughs> not all trash. Um I think 
I would probably, and this age appropriateness wise probably doesn't make sense for me, but mm. um, Belle's dad. Oh, yeah. Because he's like kind of this weird, like quirky inventor dude. Yeah. And I, I think I would marry him. And see, okay. <laughs> Shame faced. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's so sad to me. Okay. Because when I think about the Disneyverse, I automatically become a little girl again mm. and I don't judge with my 41 year old mind. And so I am picking the very first crush that I ever had when I was a tiny little girl. Oh. And I absolutely want to marry Prince Philip. <laughs> Wait, which one is he? Prince Philip is Sleeping Beauty. Oh, the Sleeping Beauty one. He is very yes, handsome. Yes, like I absolutely want to marry <laughs> Prince Philip. I want to be serenaded in the forest. <laughs> and I just think he's so sweet. Like, he came through and slayed a dragon literally yeah. like he slayed maleficent to get yeah there. that's true so yeah it's pretty heroic come on <laughs> i remember now i remember now what my original answer was okay which was um aladdin good He's choice he's been my number good one choice good choice i love yeah. aladdin yeah okay all right yeah. i'll take that and then otherwise i'd probably marry a princess because they're cooler than any of the rest yes. of well them. they are the princesses <laughs> are cooler than the princes if yes. we're being honest but okay. here's all the right. next question all right next question also disney related <laughs> who would you want to be in the disney verse a princess a prince or a sidekick you can pick any of them mm-hmm. okay right. wait are you oh you're asking me Yes. Did I ask you the second question? I forget. I just automatically you gave me two in a row. Oh, I did. Whoops. Okay. It's okay. Um. Okay. Who would Who would I want to be? Hmm. I mean. Okay. So there. There's. I would. The, the answer. The frame for the answer that I'm going to give is somebody cool, but not with magical powers. Okay. I don't trust myself with magical okay. powers. Um. So I would pick any of the three. Like in quotes, princesses. Well, two of them are. One of them is not. That um, I think are the coolest ones, which is Mulan. Of course, obvious. Yeah. Um, Merida. Yeah. Or um, uh, Moana. Okay. All right. So, God, who would I be? You know, I think people would expect that I would want to be Tiana, but Mm, I do not. No. Um, I. think if i had to be any of them crap wow who am i picking like every all of their lives were so cruddy yeah Um, (laughs) like i kind of see myself as a jasmine oh Um, okay just being defiant all over the place and absolutely refusing to do what i've been told to do um but living in luxury (laughs) So I kind of see myself as a Jasmine. I was going to say Belle just because of her access to the library. Yeah. <laughs> but the me. Stockholm syndrome oh of it God. really bothers me. Yeah. I, really, really bothers me. You, do you know that that story? Um, so I listened to the Tales podcast, I think it's So the one. do I. Yeah. And yeah. So that one, it was actually supposed to be like a... Yes, we know you're terrified. You as a teenage girl yes. marrying this older man are terrified yes. of your husband now, but it gets good. It gets better. Yeah. It's weird. And so I was like, no, no. The lesson associated with yeah, that, I don't no, want that. I don't like it. So yeah, I guess if I had to pick any of them, I'm probably picking Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think she she she's a pretty cool character. Yeah. As yeah. cool as you can be being, you know, 
cooped up in a house and ha- trying to get your dad to have yeah. arranged marriages for you. So there. Would you want to be any of the guys? <sighs> um, let's see. Who would I want to be? I don't want to be Eric at all. No, he sucks. Prince Charming kind of sucks. <laughs> Um, Aladdin is cool though. Aladdin I like Aladdin. Cool. Lee Shang's cool. Okay, so that okay, yeah, okay. So maybe, oh God, maybe maybe I just want to be Prince Philip because <laughs> I love him. Like by hook or by crook, I want Prince Philip. <laughs> I want to either be him or, or be with him. Be with him either way. <laughs> like I could see myself being a swashbuckling dragon slayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, pretty I, cool. could see my, I could see myself galloping to my lady loves rescue. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I think like I'm generally going anyone who is cool and can fight. I There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Not the beast. Nobody's not the picking beast. the Nobody beast. Nobody wants to be the beast. Gross. I'm sorry. No. Because he was a jerk. He, he was really a jerk was. That was awful. That. And then we're just supposed to fall in love with him. And he wasn't even yeah. that cute outside of sorry. the beast. I'm not even sure he really learned a lesson. He I didn't. Mean, how would he know? Come on. And he wasn't cute outside of the beast form. No. So screw him. Yeah. All right. I remember <laughs> Like when he, when I was he like, changed, I was ew, like, ew, really? <laughs> like really? This? Nah. You okay? This I know you like this question. Oh God. Okay. All right. Um, what would be your strawberry shortcake name <laughs> and why? <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So I always think to myself that I would be creme brulee. Um. <laughs> just because creme brulee, first of all, is my favorite dessert in the whole world. Mm. But also because it's crispy and crunchy and hard <laughs> on the outside. But then you get inside and it's all very like ooey gooey sweet. And so I feel like that's kind of emblematic of who I am. Like I kind of have a tough exterior, but I'm, a, I'm kind of a teddy bear on the inside. And and because it's all caramelized on the top, so it's like nice and brown. So I think creme brulee would probably be my name. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think? So mine, I would be, so there's a, a Hong Kong, very specifically Hong Kong dessert called mango pudding. Ooh. And I would, it's so good. It's basically like somewhere in between, in between a creme brulee or a flan mm. and a jello. It's Yum. somewhere in between and it's mango flavored. Yum. Um, and so I would definitely be mango pudding because that is one of my favorite desserts, if not my favorite dessert in the whole world. And like it's the association to it being something from Hong Kong. Yes. Very much something that, that fits me i love it yeah all right okay. creme brulee and <laughs> okay okay go all right um who's your who's your favorite marvel character and why oh man okay so i'm not going to say shuri black panther no but like i'm not going to pick somebody from black panther but I have to pick somebody who's Black Panther associated. I have to pick Storm. Oh, okay. I have to. Yes. Just that's because a good that is the only um, superhero that I identified with coming up. Mm-hmm. And it was because she was a Black woman. I didn't read the Black Panther um, comics or anything like that when I was young. I was just into X Men. Mm-hmm. And so there was Storm, and mm-hmm. she was Black, and she was powerful. And she, it was like she embodied 
how I felt all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she embodied my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I always kind of wished that I could be in charge of the weather like that, that I could make everybody else feel what I felt. Yeah. So like on days of depression that I could just have it be like constant downpour. And on days when I was angry that I could just kick up winds and just days when I was happy, it's all very nice and sunny and bright and peaceful. And there's a nice breeze. And I always kind of wished that the things that were raging on the inside, I could bring onto the outside. And that's why I loved her mm. so much coming that's up. That's a very good, that's yeah. a very you answer yeah. too. I, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and so for me, um, growing up, I read a lot of X-Men mm. um, as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my favorite character growing up was in fact Kitty Pride, who or right. Shadowcat. Yes. Because, so um, there weren't a lot of, Asian characters and things. And yeah. I I never read um Jubilee as Asian for some mm. reason. Okay. Um and so like growing up I was like, well, I don't really relate to a lot of these other characters, but this Jewish girl yeah. I really connect to. And I like the idea that she was coming in um and she was younger than everyone else and very much the outsider mm-hmm. and she's, you know, frustrated and really coming into her powers and she went through this whole like um identity crisis like I want to be Sprite. No, I'm Ariel. No, I'm like all these different names before settling on Shadowcat. And then eventually she got her own dragon that hangs out with her named Lockheed. Awesome. And he's the coolest character ever. And so she, growing up, she was my favorite, favorite character. Now, um, like looking at the Marvel, oh, and this is the second part of the question, the uh, Marvel, like the MCU, like mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, my favorite character is definitely the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love, if we're talking about, you know, kind of the recent things and what what is in the forefront of everybody's mind for all of the Marvel characters I would say my favorite is probably Loki yes oh my <laughs> like god I always I always tend to side with the villains yeah um because I tend to see the villain side of the story mm-hmm. you know and we talked about this in our nerdiest questions Doctor Who episode but you know about how the doctor is the conquering hero unless you're looking at it from the monster side uh-huh. and so there's something about um, the villains or the anti-heroes that I always sort of love. I like so, that. Yeah. 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 It's funny. So like, uh, there was this, po- this X-Men podcast that I cannot remember the name of that I used to listen to a lot. And, uh, they started making these shirts that said Magneto made a lot of good points. <laughs> no, for, really <laughs> though. Really? really? And it, it's like Magneto and Killmonger are yeah. all of a piece to yeah, me, yeah, you yes. know? And, and, and so it's like, Killmonger is the villain, but is he really, mm-hmm. you know? And one of the things I said that I loved about Black Panther is that I could see myself in every one of those characters. Mm-hmm. I loved all of them. Um, and even if I would not necessarily have chosen Killmonger's path um, for what he thought was writing a wrong, I absolutely understood why he wanted to do it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Magneto made some good points. And so did <laughs> Killmonger. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next question here. All right. Let's see. I think. What's the next one? Oh, okay. So how would you have paired off the Harry Potter characters? <laughs> Okay, so the first thing, I would have made sure that Cho ended up with someone really cool and not just somebody nameless. Like, that's the most important thing. And let me think who is even cool. Like, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. 
like who was cool. of the of the people we knew yeah of the people we knew i guess we didn't get to know anyone outside of that, like that, the, the core group yeah, the immediate group. yeah but i would have loved for her to be and this is because this is me being wish fulfilling yeah whatever um uh with like a young version of Sirius because those are my mm. two favorite characters. <laughs> mm. Okay. But yeah, not a bad Cho idea. ended up with somebody nameless because we don't care. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Right. And so I didn't like that. It would have been nice if maybe Cedric didn't die and yeah, she just got I to know. be with him. Yeah, wouldn't it, yeah, that would have been good too. <laughs> right? You know, like maybe he just didn't die. Um, yeah. I would not mind her ending up with a nice Hufflepuff. Right. Like, why? Why not? Like, yeah. she gets to have a nice, regular life. Yeah. Um, I I really did not see it for Harry and Jenny. Like, I feel like yeah. all of the pairings were so, they just the easiest possible, you know, pairings or whatever. I really, I am one of the ones who kind of like the Harry and Hermione thing. I know. I know. I But I do. I it's- do. I think... Just because maybe it's because we see so much more of their actual relationship and them knowing one another and loving one another, even if it was just a platonic love. But we actually got to see them being in relationship with one another. And we don't really see that of Harry and Ginny. I mean, it's more in the books than it is in the movies, of Mm -hmm. course. But (sighs) Harry and Ginny kind of felt like I mean, he was the he was her first crush, of course. Mm-hmm. But he's your crush when you're like a ten year old right. little girl. Who among us would really pick to marry the guy that we crushed on when we were nine or ten years old? No, Harry was a jerk. Yeah, and did not become less of a jerk as right. he got older. And I think he needed somebody who wasn't going to take his crap. Yeah. And I think Hermione would have been good for him in that respect but that's also why she was good for ron probably i think so Um, and like for me i can't fault the the ron and hermione pairing at all oh no it's it's actually not that dissimilar from my own relationship Mm, you know because my husband is a little ron like even though he hates ron you know like we were talking about Mm -hmm. the things that you see in yourself that you can't stand yep yep yep. you don't like in other people yeah um but yeah like i I don't see Harry and Ginny together either because I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it is that they did not make her a fully fledged character. Yes. yes. Even in the books. Like, we never really got to know her. Um, I didn't care about the relationship at all. Yeah. Like, we we got to see that she was kind of a sass mouth, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, Harry, I'd imagine that he would need someone that would pull him back from the mm-hmm. stupid shit that mm-hmm. he does, you mm-hmm. know, Hermione did that. Yeah. Um, but like, I almost would want it to be someone that did it in a more like nurturing way mm. because like my trouble with Harry and Hermione is not on the Harry side, but on the Hermione side. Mm-hmm. Because what a burden on Hermione to yes. constantly have to pull him back. Like, this is stupid. Don't do it. You know, yeah. like, what a burden on she her. She was Ron, though. Yeah. I like, know, it seems like her entire life. Yeah, well, I don't think, I never really thought of Ron as the instigator a lot of a lot of the stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, you followed along. Yeah, he yeah. was always the one being like, Harry's like, I'm going to do it. I know more than a teacher with yeah. many years of magical experience. And Ron would be like, okay. And Hermione would be behind them yeah. rolling their eyes. Or rolling her eyes. And so I, I think... 
I don't know, like, if we ever see a character that would really fit with Harry. With Harry, yeah. Yeah, at all. I think I am uh, positioning myself as I already am, like, the nerdy girl. Mm-hmm. And knowing that I can't stand perpetual jokesters. Mm. Like, that really gets on my yeah. nerves. Somebody who never takes anything seriously, everything is a joke, mm-hmm. everything is a prank, everything is an opportunity to make fun, and I think I would want to kill Ron. <laughs> I really do. Like, I think I would pretty much commit homicide in, within the first six months of our marriage. Either that or he would have, like, we would have to live in separate houses. Like, he oh, would God. get on my nerves. Oh, God. Um, like, but he that wasn't would just be as bad much. as the twins, though. Like, oh, no, he, absolutely he definitely, not. What I saw with him was that he had more of this, like, internal, he had a more... Like he had a richer internal life than yeah, I think well, yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and I, I, I actually love Ron as a yeah. character. I just, I wouldn't, I cannot imagine myself ever being yeah. married to him. Um, but maybe I'm the only one. But I literally, this is so weird. But I would want to see Rob with Victor Crump. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think that that was just like uh, he's my favorite sports ball player. Like yeah, I really think he a had crush. a crush on Victor Crumb, and he was jealous in the beginning. Of course, he was absolutely jealous of Hermione and Victor, but I think some of that was more jealous of her getting to spend time <laughs> with Victor. Like so I could see Ron and Victor Crumb absolutely yeah. being a thing. I could see. This is a strange pairing, maybe, but I could see Draco and Luna as a pair. Oh, oh, and I Luna. think because, don't say poor Luna. <laughs> I, think I think because, again, my predisposition to look for the <laughs> the sweetness or the quote unquote good side of the villain or the anti-hero and being able to um, identify with them. Poor Draco. Like, yeah, poor, Draco. poor Draco, just because, I mean, he's a nasty little little snot, but he's a nasty little snot of a child, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, who had an absolutely horrible, abusive father yeah. and did not come up in the best of situations. I mean, he was rich, but he came from horrible, horrible people. Yeah. And so how did he know to be anything other than a horrible, horrible person? Yeah. And there's something about Luna who is so accepting mm-hmm. and non-judgmental and such a beautiful soul and beautiful spirit and a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Ravenclaws are much closer to Slytherins than we want to believe yeah, sometimes. Well, I know for a fact. Of course, because <laughs> you are a Slytherclaw yourself <laughs> or a Raven, however yes. you want to say it. Um, but I think because she has... Luna is so much Anne of Green Gables. She has this boundless imagination and this ability to accept people right where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, At at one point she says to Ron, like, I like you so much, but you're kind of mean. Like for her to be able to say that to somebody she thought of as a friend, I can also see her being able to say that to somebody like Draco who, you know, say something like, I really think that you're kind of awesome deep down. You're a jerk, though. Yeah. And and the the slap of that to his ego, that kind of slap in the face is like, what? Her being not afraid to say that to him, and I don't care how you feel about that, 
and com- being completely accepting of him, there's something I think that could be really beautiful in pairing like yeah, that. So now that you're bringing it up. And he would want to protect her. Yes. Oh, come on. Well, okay. So now that you're bringing it up, I used to read a great deal of um, Draco and Ginny fan fiction. Really? And I, I've seen Draco and Harry, but never Draco and Ginny. Yeah. And I do not hate that, especially mm. because like the idea of like, wouldn't it be cool if they had kids with like blonde hair with a red streak in it? Oh, that's cute. But <laughs> <laughs> like another thing about that is that um, I would have loved for him to marry someone that would have really pissed off his parents. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, I would have loved for him to marry someone that his yeah. dad would be so upset about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I think Ginny would be a good one. Oh, and I think he she married doesn't a take, Weasley. She and she doesn't yes. take any shit. That's right. You know? And I think that that would be really great for um for for Draco. Draco yeah. You know, of the someone that is going to be like, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah. You know, like just the smackdown because Ginny yeah. gives that. Yes. In the same sense. I actually think that Luna and Harry wouldn't be a bad. I also mix. don't think that would be a bad. And Harry. especially because of the um the like the bit in the last movie where she's like Harry Potter, yeah, like and just makes him yes. stop right dead in his tracks. Yes. Like you're gonna listen to me, you know? Yeah. And I think that she, I think that he's fascinated by her already. Oh, I think so too. Um, from the beginning, like I think he he's always been fascinated. And by they her. had that connection of having you know lost their moms yep. and you know witnessing death and yep. so forth, and her being the only one who's like, I know you're not crazy because I can see them too. Yeah. There was something so gentle about their friendship. And her, you know, him at that one point being very clear, like, I'm just asking you out as a friend. This yeah. isn't a date. And her being so excited. Yeah. Like, I've never been anywhere with anybody just yeah. as friends. I'm so yeah. excited about it. There was so, there was such romance about that, even though they were like, oh, no, this is just a friend thing. I could have, I could see that have blossomed. Yeah. And I think that romance. it's important, too, because, like, for someone like Ron, um, he's someone that even throughout the books mm. is not necessarily willing to challenge the the bullshit that exists in the wizarding world. Yes. Like, um, you know, the, the house elves the house and elves, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. He's mm. not willing to challenge those things. Yes. Um, Harry, as someone who didn't grow up in that world... Yeah. Yes. And being with Luna, who is part of that world, yes, yes. but Tate has her own take on that world, would have been a good mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that he would have never tried to bring her down to earth. Yeah. And then she would have been able to snap him out of the whole, like, the darkness that exists yes. in him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that would be a good pairing. Too. Yeah. Yay. Of course, I just love Luna. So I just want to see to- her with somebody I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I know. still I do like Draco and Ginny, and I remember people being like, "Why would you even pair them? Like he's so mean to the Weasleys." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. and he needs to learn to not be." Yes, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. there needs to be a thing there. And part of Draco's problem is the family yeah. he grew up in, and so maybe he needs an actual family. Yeah, <laughs> like he needs and, you know, a loving family. The funny thing is, I. I don't see Narcissa hating Ginny as much I don't as, either. Um, as Lucius would Yeah, have. I don't think Narcissa is as much of a snob as she has to pretend to be because she's Lucius Malfoy's right. wife. Right. Yeah. Yep. So I, be- I, I agree. Yay. All right. Okay. Next. All right. Um, <laughs> which of the Potterverse schools would you like to attend and why? All right. So I feel like I have to say that I would do the Wagadu. Yeah. That's how it's pronounced, right? Mm. Um, the one in Africa. Come on. 
the entire continent of Africa, there's one school, Wagadu, um, which I believe Rowling has said that she sees being in Nigeria. Um, just, just like it's not even central in in the continent or anything. Like it's just a strange choice. I think it may be the only country that she could think of <laughs> off the top of her head. But um, I. I think I have to pick that one just because it would be the closest to my personal understanding of uh, magic. Um, And of course, and we've talked about this because we talked about our particular uh, religions or lack thereof. Um, My understanding of magic is a part of my actual religions. Mm -hmm. And so um it is not something that is separate from them. So I would need to be in a school that would understand my actual ancestral faith practices. And so that would have to be Wagadu, which is located in Nigeria, according to Rowling, which makes sense because uh, one of my religions is actually a Nigerian faith. So there yeah. you go. I like that. So I had to look this up because I could not remember the name of the Japanese uh, wizarding school. And this is not anywhere close to a Japanese word. Um, Mahutokoro. No, that's not even close. Um, That's not. Does it mean anything? No, it's nothing. (laughs) This is H-O-U-T-O like that. That doesn't even make sense in Japanese, I don't think. Um, oh, God. Did yeah. she just create some words that she thought sounded I Japanese? So. I think so. Yeah. Oh, um, so I um, I had to look it up because I was like, yeah, of course I'd want to go to that one. Just because it's one of those things where, um, like, as interesting as these European wizarding traditions are, yeah. like, I think there's just something, like, for in myself that wants to dig more into the... Asian traditions. Yes, of course. You know? yeah. And I'm going to make up my own version. Like, what she has isn't bad. I had to look at this really quick. Um, so, like, apparently they get enchanted robes mm-hmm. when they arrive, which yes. grow in size yes. and change color. I thought and, that was cool. Yeah, and I loved the idea. Like, I was like, okay, this is actually kind of good, is that if they turn bad, the robes actually turn white. Mm. And I'm like, that's actually very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. And it tracks with a lot more of the things I grew up with. So, like, um, for my um grandmother's funeral um like we like i as um the granddaughter didn't Mm -hmm. have to um dress uh in white but like they like it's very typical for funerals to dress in white um but um yeah and so like i i would just be much more interested in um a tradition that was more rooted in the things that i grew up with you know that i wouldn't have to be challenged on those things you know of like listen like like it it makes sense to me that we say the things that we do and that we get the things that we do so like chinese new year is this weekend i think this weekend and like we get the the red envelopes Mm -hmm. and like that like it's like i i don't want to have to explain that to anyone yes That your school would celebrate that and not celebrate, like, the Christmas holidays and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the the Japanese definitely celebrate Christmas. They don't think of it as the same way we do. Yeah. But, like, they do celebrate Christmas there. And, like, I'd imagine that if it was the, in quotes, Asian, Mm. um, like, wizarding school, that I'd be able to find other Chinese speakers there. Yes, of course. Because, again, (laughs) like, you have this school for the Asians. Right. 
Right. And I like for me, I don't know, like I I don't have that much interest. Like I'm, I'm as an American that grew up here. Would I be interested in going to Ilvermorny first? I would have so much trouble. My mom would not be able to pronounce that word at all because <laughs> there's L's and R's and no, that's, that's not going to be. No, it's not doable. Um, And so like I, I would feel very strange. Yeah. Going to a place that through history had like oppressed people like me and like people of color. Yes. Like, I don't want to know what they will teach. I still can't understand how Ilvermorny would function. Yeah. Because it was very much um, modeled after Hogwarts. Right. Right. And so I'm thinking to myself, so are you bringing European, like Western European magic over here with you? Right. And so are you teaching the American students Western European magic? Because that's, I guess, and that's not even really what they learn at Hogwarts. Right. Really? Like there's lots of Latin and, you know, and so forth. Like my understanding of what the the magic of that area. So Hogwarts is in Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be very like Celtic. Right. It should be very based in all of that. And it doesn't seem like this. That's what they're teaching them at Hogwarts. So what the hell would Ilvermorny actually be teaching some right. kind of Latin based pseudo whatever the hell right. would it have anything like she talks about the Native Americans in a way that's really gross yeah. um, when she talks about the description of that. That's their traditions which would be countless numbers of traditions because there is no one native american here so their traditions would be the ones that are native to this place Mm -hmm. but not to the person who started the school so how the hell would they know and then how do you account for all the other kinds of people who are in the united states right um so yeah yeah because even if you're talking about a european tradition like like Already, just even from the movies, it does look like the magic from, um, what's it called? Durmstrang and mm-hmm. Bobaton are different. Yes. Like, that, that is just France and, like, like what? Romania. Romania. Like, that's yep. what... Right. So, it's like... So, Europe already has at least three different kinds of magic. Right. Whatever. So, like, that's crazy to me. And so, even because I have two uh, traditions that I practice, and one of them is based on in the continent of Africa and one of them is a diasporic tradition meaning um it is very african american mm-hmm. meaning that we took all of the magical understandings from our disparate backgrounds and kind of put them together and came out with this new thing mm-hmm. um it is then a very both african and american type of magic yeah but that is not something that these people would have known because it is an ancestral magic that they would not have been privy to right so who's teaching the people who practice that are they invited to Ilvermorny? because african-americans are american people are they invited to Ilvermorny? and if they are do they have to do the european mishmash of Hogwarts and therefore Ilvermorny or is there like an elective oh <laughs> in God. black people magic but well, anyway I mean if it's anything so, yeah. like schools here it's an elective it's an elective Ugh. and you would have to like major in black people yeah magic. No. All right. <laughs> 
All right. Yeah. Next. Next. <laughs> okay. Um, well, oh, wow. There's a lot of questions. Okay. Um, all right. The next question is, what kind of government system do you think makes the most sense for Game of Thrones? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, and I guess the question here is like we see a monarchy. Yep, and like a lot of people going into the finale were like they should set up a democracy. You know, yeah. like what do you think would actually work for them? God, and and of course it's weird too because what government systems now in the world yeah. actually work? What what works actually? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know the governments actually quote unquote work yeah there are things that are functioning um and maybe some things that function better for certain group of groups of people than others and living in you know our republic democracy or whatever you want yeah we're yeah it's a republic democracy right yeah um or at least they we say can't it say is. right. Yeah, we can't say that that's best no. given what we're what we are a part of right now. So honestly, I think monarchy is what works. Yeah, I mean, given the time, I'm, we're acting like this is an actual historical time period. It is not. It is fictional. But mm-hmm. given the time period of what it was basically based on, right? Yeah. Wasn't it based on like the War of the Roses or something? Was it? Oh, I don't know. I think so. So just. Given the time period, given um, the groups of people that they had to represent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I see a monarch and a council. Mm -hmm. That's what I see. Um, And not just a council that's paying lip service, but actually a council that is representative of all of the different kingdoms, countries, et cetera, et cetera, that the monarch is leading. If they had, um, I don't know what it would be called, what they would be called. Um, but you know, under like, what were they called? Governors maybe yeah. under the Roman empire. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so you have like the leader of the empire and then you have the governor of all of these different areas. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I envision. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing with, um, you know, what we were seeing with, um, uh, like the all of Westeros, if we yeah. just call it Westeros, mm-hmm. like, it was a really vast geographical yes, region. Yes. Like yes. how like you can't ever ever expect a single single like organization to govern all of it. Like right. unless they were in it. Like right. at minimum like there needed to be a representative government. Yes. At yes. minimum. Like cuz like the things that affect the North do are not the same things that affect um where we're uh what uh Marjorie Terrell was from. Um like wherever Oh god. The, um High Garden. High Garden? Yeah, I think okay. High Garden. Um yeah, so like we're talking about pretty much like like California yes, versus yes. like Scandinavia. Yes, of course. You know, like, yeah, like how would anyone from there be able to, to, understand, to understand the that? issues? Yeah. And so it would have to be like, I'd imagine, I don't know if a monarchy would work because how would they select who the king was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think at, at 
minimum, you would need some some kind of representative government, you Mm -hmm. know, of like, here's the person from High Garden, here's the person from, uh, from, uh, what is the North actually called? Why am I blanking? (laughs) Like, I just called it the (laughs) The North. North. Yeah, it's the North. Like, how... Like they would have to elect someone, yes, yes. and send them to, to the capital to the camps. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and so I, I think that I think that's not far off from what I'm envisioning. Yeah. I just see like the person who's like at the top of that pyramid. But yes, I think you're right that every kingdom, every area would have to elect and send a representative for their issues, yep. and you know that is fighting for what is good for them. Yeah. That would have to send them to I mean, like a parliament. Yeah, it's parliament. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like so a that's parliament what I'm thinking. With the monarch. I'm thinking basically uh, the British yeah. <laughs> monarchy. Yeah. Like, so you have the king or the queen who's the figurehead, but yeah. you have the parliament, the parliament that's really doing the work of governance. Yeah, that's kind and of and parliament's a little weird too in that like some like some party has to win yeah. the parliament which i don't and love. i don't see that no. no 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 i think that they should be equal yes like, an I think equal representation each from have, each one yeah yep. so uh, basically like the senate pl- like plus a monarchy yes like, exactly the senate sla- plus the parliament slash and i kind of just see the monarch being like, like um, the queen. yeah but just kind of doing the you know the facilitation of of what's going on in the council. So mm-hmm. not really making decisions, yeah. just kind of being the impartial judge who's sitting yeah. back and l- let's hear from all of you. And we're going to come okay. to an agreement together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So almost like almost in the role of prime minister. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. Yep. Like for some reason I saw like speaker of the house in my, like yeah. <laughs> in my mind, like I saw like Nancy Pelosi standing up with like a gavel or something, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly kind of how I see it. Like the, the queen or the king isn't really making the final judgment. They mm-hmm. are just hearing out mm-hmm. um, the representatives. So. All right. Here, you read the next question. All right. Next question. Oh, God. And that means I have to answer it first. Okay. All okay. right. Next question. How would you rewrite the ending of Game of Thrones? <laughs> okay. So I saw something. So my biggest issue with Game of Thrones is um, how much it became like, and the Starks wouldn't everything buy. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God, it was so pat. It was stupid. I didn't like the whole, like, like, shirt rending drama of, look, this man now has to kill the woman he loves. And we yeah. didn't really explain why they love each other, but they do. And the end, it was so, ugh, it, I didn't like it. And I didn't like how they just kept dispensing the dragons, you know, like, mm-hmm. the idea here is that we are still... In a world in which magic is coming back. You might have killed the White Walkers and everything, but magic is still still coming back, you know? And so who knows if like in, uh, what is it? Storm, not Storm's End. What was the one that Dragonstone? Mm -hmm. Like if all the dragons in quotes there just suddenly hatch, you know? And so like it is not a world that you would want to be like throwing away magical assets that you already have Mm -hmm. i.e like you already have some dragons you have someone that speaks with dragons yeah so like why (laughs) like uh, i don't understand i still don't understand going like like that this is supposed to be the story of the song of ice and fire Mm -hmm. fire and ice whatever and uh or the song the song of whatever it is and you kind of got rid of the fire (laughs) 
Yeah. I think you kind of screwed yourself yep. there, you know? And so there was one, um, someone uh, wrote something on um, Tumblr or Twitter or something like that saying, like, they rewrote the ending that, like, after all of this happened, you find, like, you're in a cavern that's full of fire. Um, you see, uh, like, you see, what was the dragon that was left? It was Drogo, right? You see Drogo there, like, mourning over... Um, Khaleesi, mm-hmm. and um, like you hear like chanting, you you look like it looks like you can see some dragon eggs there, and all of a sudden her eyes open and they're red. Ooh! And so now you have where you had the yeah, Ice the, King, not yeah, the, what was the Ice King, not the Ice the, King, the Night King, right? the Night's King. Yeah. yeah. Now you have a Fire Queen. Yes. Oh, and I, was I like that. That's really. Cool. I like that a lot. I like because like I I'm still like like. I feel this way in anything. Like when you've introduced magic, keep the magic. Don't yeah. be like magic's gone by. Never mind. And so like it's one thing in Lord of the Rings where like what that story was was magic once existed and was very powerful here, mm-hmm. but now everything is fading because this guy screwed everything up and we are leaving. Right. And so the elves all go to the Grey Havens. Yes. They're joined by some of the wizards, at least. And then some wizards stayed, but they were there to, like, kind of monitor the people. If that's the direction of the story and you end the story with no magic, that's fine. But yeah. the direction of this story was the opposite. Yes. The there magic was no is waking magic up. In the beginning, yeah. And now you've gotten rid of many of the magical things except for this one dude that is infinite. And I'm like, yeah. that's not mm. good. So I liked the, like... Whatever the ending would be, and I feel like I could talk about it forever. Yeah. I don't like them making someone who can't die the monarch. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's why, why would you ever want to do that? Like, you wouldn't be certain that he was, like, like, are you sure that he can't be corrupted? Right. You know, because I, I don't, I don't know. And if he is, now you're stuck with him. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, if you, like, at the very least, I wanted the ending to, acknowledge the fact that hey it's winter now that means more magic and magic is here and we need defenses yeah um in some capacity yeah (sighs) oh 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 i mean it i had my ideas when it first ended Mm -hmm. i don't know that i like any of them anymore and there is a part of me that wants it just not to have a pat ending yeah like it was just to we've wrapped this up in a tidy bow the end type of thing and uh, part of the game of thrones ish ishness of it all is that everything was always depressing and horrible and dark and (laughs) it was just and and the reason why i thought that is because i started watching it again from the beginning with my daughter because Mm -hmm. she had never seen it and now she's old enough to do it and every episode at the end she would just be like Oh my god, that was sad. It was yeah. depressing. It was awful. Like there's no, there's no happiness. Nobody's there's no joy. There's no relief. Like it was just always one death after another yeah. death, one battle after another battle. And so there's something in me that wants there never to be an end to that. Like yeah. that's all it was and it should just be that forever. So there's a part of me that wants it to be very Stephen Kingish. Mm. Um and spoiler alert for anybody who has never read The Dark Tower, <laughs> if you care to read The Dark Tower, spoiler alert. Fast forward <laughs> for some seconds right now. All right. So 
I have. Okay, so at the end of the Dark Tower, right, um, the gunslinger finally arrives at his destination only to realize that there is no ending Mm -hmm. and he's starting all over again Mm -hmm. from the beginning. And that's what I wanted to see with Bran. Yep. Like there is no ending that Bran has brought all of this, all of this into being. um, And that you either see it starting all over again from the beginning, or you see, um, I could see it as Bran waking up in Winterfell and it was all a dream that he saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's waking up on the very day that uh, Cersei and the whole entourage yeah. arrive. So it was like the, the Bob Newhart ending. Yeah. Like it was all a dream. Like it was ending. all a dream. And like, yeah. and so he wakes up like, what the hell? <laughs> and like it, it starts all over again. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's something I just, I do not want it to be a happy ending. I don't want it to be wrapped up. And that's exactly what she was trying to do before. Get out of Eugenia's chair, oh. Luna. That's because that's usually Sarai's chair. Oh. <laughs> and so she's like, you're sitting in Sarai's chair. Anyway, so yeah, I don't want a happy ending yeah. for, for the Game of Thrones characters. I think I would have liked, I, I actually would have almost liked the the much maligned like Sopranos ending. Oh, uh. um, the don't stop, mm-hmm. like that it just stopped right there. Um, like I would have almost liked something like that. Cause okay. like I, I, I kind of want, like I, I reached a point where I was like, I don't think they know how to end this. I think they've started way too many threads. They mm-hmm. don't have the guidance of George R. R. Martin anymore. Yes. Yeah. And like, I don't think that they were actually going to stick the landing and they did not. And they didn't yeah. <laughs> at all. Mainly. And a lot of the reason is that they don't have the guidance of the guy who's writing it, who I don't even know if he has an end game, you know, he we might says never get that to he told it. them what his ending was. And, and so my question is, is that your ending? What mm-hmm. we saw? Yeah. Yeah. And the cynical part of me is like, was he user testing this to see yeah, to if see it if actually we like it? And the answer is no, we did not. Um, and so, like, I think that, um, like, endings are hard. And yeah. so, like, I, I would have, I, I'm kind of with you that I, I don't, I almost would have liked to see it end on, look, everything's still screwed up and they're like, you know, the winter is still encroaching, yep. you know, like I almost would have preferred that to what we got. Yes. Yes. Um, if we talked about an actual satisfying ending, like, like, uh, I don't know what, which of those would have been right. I think yeah. neither of them would have been, but like <laughs> either of them would have been better. Than yeah. It would have been better what we got. So, <laughs> Hey, there you yeah. go. All right. All right. So next one. Um, if you had to live in a cartoon, which one would you pick? <gasps> oh God. Okay. Oh, God, there's so many. Okay, so this is a newer one. Like, there have been many through time that I've been like, yes, I would definitely love to live there. But lately, um, so do you ever see that uh, cartoon Hilda on Netflix? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. It's so lovely. Like, she lives in a world, like, this girl, this little girl lives with her mother out in the woods and, mm-hmm. like, deals with all of these sort of magical creatures okay. out there. And then she, they end up having to move and go to a city um, for her mom's job. And I think her mom is actually, like, a UX designer or something like that, okay. which is so great. But um, the... um 
So, like, they move to the city, and then, like, it's a walled city, but there's still magical creatures encroaching on them mm-hmm. and stuff. There's still, um, like, elves that are invisible to anyone unless they want to make themselves visible. There's, I love the idea, again, of, like, this sort of magical realism thing of, yeah. like, this girl having lived in this world like immersed in all of this now coming to a place that is not been immersed in all of this and being like look these are magical creatures you know right and stuff i think that the the show is so beautiful that i would love to live in that wow so i i don't think that i well, I have watched enough cartoons since I was not a kid that yeah. it would make sense that it, that I could answer this. Like, there's there's a part of me that wants to say I want to live in gym. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know, that's like an I really because it's just that was the pinnacle of what I thought was like cool and glamorous and mm-hmm. stuff when I was young. So I could see myself like the eighties hair, the yeah. ridiculous makeup, being a rocker chick. Like I would love and I would love to do that and going on adventures and stuff. But then uh, while I was sitting here listening to you and thinking about it, a part of me was like, King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I do not want to live in Texas. But I the King of the Hill is just one of my favorite shows ever. I just find it so hysterical. There is a part of me that just wants to know Boomhauer. Yeah. Boomhauer. I is feel like I need Boomhauer and Bobby in my life. Yes. Um <laughs> So I think those are in fact the best characters. Yes, yeah, like I would like to go visit. But no, yeah. if I really had to pick one, I probably want to be in gym. I want to have huge hair. I want to be a rocker chick. I want to have ridiculous makeup and I want synergy. Yeah. I like so that. So that's it. Yeah, all yeah. of mine, all of mine, like including Hilda, are like some someplace really beautiful and yes. surreal. Yeah. You know, so like the other ones that I had a bit like it were instant thoughts were Adventure Time and um Steven Universe. Yeah. Like something just beautiful yeah. and surreal. Like that's kind of my thing. And mine are always like the real world, just a little bit ratcheted up. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> like yeah, like Gem, of course, does not like it's not even magic. It's like technology, mm, I guess, mm-hmm. with synergy. So yeah, it's more realistic. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Who in the Austin universe would you date? And what would that relationship be like, do you think? Oh, my God. Okay. So this is the one that I was like, okay, either gender. Right. I, yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. So... If I was going to date a guy, mm-hmm. it would be, I think, Henry Tilney from uh, Northanger Abbey. Okay. Um, just because he's very, wow. he's very fun. Like, I know he was going to be a preacher or whatever. Yes, yes. It's fine. It's um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, a vicar, I a guess. A vicar, not yeah. Not a preacher. Um, but, like, he, um, like, I just thought he was so, like, fun. He always wanted to do pranks and play games and like Mm -hmm. hang out with his friend like you know his friends being like elizabeth like what was it miss moreland yeah uh miss moreland and his sister and stuff like that have a type yeah you do like you always pick the jokester and i do like you have a type and i did that in real life yes (laughs) i'm like god you have a type (laughs) (laughs) the other one that i would date is in fact 
Elizabeth Bennett. Oh, of course. She is the best She's the best. Of, yeah. like, anyone in, yeah. in Jane Austen. Like, she is so sarcastic. Yes. She's so... She sees through everything. Yes. She's so smart. She's so witty. And she's so funny. And yes, I... Yeah. That I, is my type. Like, yeah. because she is so sarcastic and witty and brilliant and defiant. Yeah. And just so unwilling to be a part of the status quo. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. I see those things in myself, but it's also the things that I pick in partners. Like I find that very fun. Um, But yes, of course I cannot ignore the romance of Fitzwilliam Darcy. (laughs) Um, And yes, I am of the Colin Firth, Mr. Darcy generation. Um, But I do. I love that they were such good matches. And again, the things that I love about her, the things that I love about him, mm-hmm. the sarcasm, the defiance, the smart ass mouth. Um, and I always tend, this is a type, I tend to pick the dudes who are aloof yeah. and introverted and um, seem emotionally unavailable. Like I'm that chick who's like, I can pull it out of you. I'm starting to sound like Joe right now. I'm oh, so no. sorry. Oh God. I, no. I know. I I can Joe. fix you. Joe from you. Yes, no. I can fix you. But nobody no. wants him. No, no, no. I'm not that dude. Although <laughs> I did declare on Facebook that Joe is absolutely a cancer. But anyway, um, yes. So I would my number one choice would be Miss Elizabeth Bennett. Yeah. But if she was already dating you, then I'd take Mr. Darcy. <laughs> It's okay. I'll be dating Henry Tilney. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. All right. What is your Patronus and why? My Patronus, having done the Patronus quiz, my Patronus is of the vole. Okay. I had to look up what a vole was. Yeah. Um, and it is a little rodent. It's a, a tiny little rodent. Um, and I was irritated about it because I was like, I don't, I want something good. Like, a swan or a deer or something. But what I love about it is that, first of all, my father calls me rat. Oh, God. And so, (laughs) I know. But so it felt very familiar, like, you know. And I like that they're, like, little and cute and stuff. And so the thing that immediately came to mind is, though she be but little, she is fierce. Oh, yeah. And so I decided, okay, I kind of love it. So I'll take it. (laughs) So when I took the Patronus quiz, I got a Basset Hound and was like, what? what? They're not even good dogs. Aww. But um, I, li- I like them okay. Like they're they're loyal and protective and stuff like that. But my husband and I had this conversation and he was like, I don't really see that for mm. you. Mm. And then I was like, well, what do you see? And he's like, something that's kind of smart and kind of a jerk sometimes. And I was like, oh, God. And so he was like, it's either a dolphin or a crow. And I was like, huh. Hmm. And like, I started thinking about it. And like, I went to my be- one of my best friends and was like, Chris said these two for me. And he- she was like, I'm not sure I see dolphin, but crow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I'm very, I'm smart. I am uh 
I can be a real jerk sometimes. <laughs> and like, I don't really forgive people a lot. And mm. crows don't eat. They always remember. remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually reading this paper when I was in grad school that they, it only takes one time for them to recognize a face. Yep. And the, if you have done something to they them, they don't forget it. They do And they not don't forgive. forgive. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and they pass the message to and the they others. Do, yeah. yeah. And that is me. They're bad mouthing you to the other crows. Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. I, my Patronus is definitely I like crow. the crow. Yeah. 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 So if you could pick one for if yourself. If I could pick another one for myself. Um, mm, I, <laughs> I actually think I like the vole. Yeah. Like I, it's grown on me. Um, and I like the idea that there is this little, this small kind of cute looking thing. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a part of me that's like, I'm a honey badger. But, <laughs> but like, there's something that I like about it being small and cute and kind of innocent looking. Yeah. And you don't know much about it. Yeah. Which means that you also don't know how to defend yourself against yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. So I like it. I, I have grown into the enjoyment of the vole and I'm going to stick with it. I will say that you're like, and bunnies have gotten a bad rap, but I, you are not unlike a rabbit I'm or a, a bunny? hare. Yeah. Right. I think, I think part of it is that like they're very quick. They're very smart. Mm-hmm. And like they, they also, they're very funny in the way they're, um, they get petulant in a funny way. So like mm. my favorite thing. So I have three bunnies. My right. favorite thing that they do is if you do anything to piss them off, they will turn exactly opposite to you. So no matter <gasps> they turn their backs, they turn their backs exactly to you. And so like even if you step around, they'll like shuffle a little bit so their backs are at <laughs> you again. And I find that so adorable and so hilarious. And I have found myself actually starting to do that in real life because I'm like this. You're being shunned. Yeah. Yeah. And like bunnies have like a very, like, they are very clear boundaries, you Mm. know? And so, like, they have their ways to communicate with you Mm. that you've crossed a line. And if you don't get it, more, uh, more harm. You're being shunned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you don't get it, you're screwed, you know? And Ah, so, like, that, I I don't don't mind that. I'll take it. I'll take it. And they're also small and cute, too. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take it. I don't mind that one at all. Yeah. Yay. Okay. All right. And so this is related to that one. Yeah. So how do you think Patronus animals are defined and chosen? Yeah. I mean, when when we were talking about that uh, some time ago and when I was thinking about taking the Patronus quiz, quiz, I thought to myself, is this based on who you are mm-hmm. or is it based on what you need? Yeah. Um, and so I think from the Patronus quiz – the answer that I got was based on who I am. Yeah. However, however, having seen in the books and in the movies who the Patronuses are for the characters, Mm -hmm. it felt more like your Patronus is who you need is what Mm. is the, the animal which represents the characteristics that you need Mm -hmm. in that moment. So, you know, for Harry, his Patronus is a stag, right? And I think his Patronus is also his father's Patronus. Yes. And well, so it is his father. I don't know if it was his father's Patronus, but it was his father's animagus. Yes, form. his animagus form. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so what Harry needs in those moments, right, is to feel connected, to mm-hmm. feel strong, to feel protected. Mm-hmm. He needs what he would think his father would be, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so 
I think it's different. Yeah, I the Patronus so. quiz that we take and our and what we're told about Patronuses yeah. are two different things. Yeah, I think so. And I think that you know, I don't disagree. I think that um, the other characters' Patronuses are actually far more like them. Yes, than, than Harry's, Harry's is. is like yeah, him. because uh, Ron has a dog. Yes, um, and that is it's like very a much loyal him. and yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, Hermione has an otter. otter. They're resourceful and brilliant and quick and like all of that. Ginny's is a horse. Like Mm. she's like this kind of she's athletic and athletic, like take no shit kind of person. And then Luna's, which every time I watch that scene in Order of the Phoenix, I like cry because of how her face looks. Mm -hmm. But hers is in fact a rabbit. Yeah, Yeah. and so and that is so fitting. Yeah, like that they're smart. They're like everything that I just sweet little things. Yeah, Yeah, like it described her. Yeah, so it's something about Harry that is different than the rest of them. Um, And so maybe, maybe. It's it's a combination of both in that your Patronus is a, is representative of who you are, but it is the things that you need to come to the forefront yeah. in that moment, yes. right? And so, of course, Harry is strong and direct and, and a protector and all that kind of stuff. And he's thinking that he's seeing a representation of his father, but it really could be that what you're seeing is all of the best parts of yourself right. that, that you need to bring to bear in this moment and that's what's fighting off the darkness right and you know it's true and it's it's also when he first conjured conjured his patronus Mm -hmm. it was out of need out of need yeah um the other kids were just learning from yes yes and so it was almost sort of like um is the thing that you need to define yourself Mm -hmm. um and have that reflected back to you or is the thing that you need something else? Like, is this something that you, um, like, you are desperate to be in touch with your your past, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's funny because, like, um, the other place that I've seen something like this is the um, the demons, demons in um, Philip Pullman's, I think is his name, his Dark Materials okay. series. And um, in that one, the kids, like every kid, um, when they are born, is essentially combined with a daemon, demon. Mm-hmm. And they can take on different forms. And so it doesn't cement into a single form mm-hmm. until, like a single type of animal until they reach a certain age, like okay. until they've become who they actually yes. are. And so the the demons that we see, and it's been a while, and I need, actually need to watch the series, but the the villainous woman, her, um, she had blonde hair in the mm-hmm. books, and uh, her demon is a golden monkey mm-hmm. because she's really shrewd and really kind of... She's evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Lyra, who is the main character, she's only like 12 years old. So her uh, demon is always shifting what it is. Okay. And like a, a bunch of different kinds of character, or a bunch of different kinds of animals. And I think it makes a great deal of sense that, um, you know, kids like their their main job is to figure out who they are as a yeah. person, right? And so had Harry not needed to make a Patronus, it would probably have been like what was the most like him. Yes. But since they say that he's so much like James, yes. I I wonder if it all always, always would have been, been yeah. yeah. It always yeah. would have been a representation yeah. of James. Yeah. Um 
it's funny that you were talking about um, making the association with the demons in your mind um, because I, I kind of made associations. So from my tradition, um, one of them, I practice um, Ifa, Isheshe. Mm-hmm. And so our belief is that when you are incarnating into this life, that um, the Orisha uh, decide who will accompany you mm-hmm. into the into this life, right? And so you have a mother Orisha, you have a father Orisha. And when I was talking to my godmother and I said to her, you know, my mother Orisha, so there's always a head. So you have your mother Orisha and your father Orisha, but one of them is, is your head. It's mm-hmm. it, we say they have your head, right? And so the one who has my head is Oshun. And that made sense for me in so many ways, what I know of her. But my father Orisha is Obatala. Mm very much not at all my understanding of myself. And so when I talked to her about it, she said the Orisha aren't always who you are. Sometimes they're who you need to be. Oh, that's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when I have divination, um, a Baba will speak to me and say, okay, so what you're needing to work on is patience. Mm. I'm a very impatient person. And so that's kind of what I was seeing when I was thinking about the Patronuses, um, which is an animal spirit that basically goes through life with yeah. you. Um, sometimes they are who you are and sometimes they're who you need to yeah. be. Yeah. In like that moment. That. So, yeah. I still think yours is a rabbit now. <laughs> I now I want to change my Patronus <laughs> and I am absolutely accepting Bunny. Yay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you had one more question. All right, so I had one question that occurred to me today. So I am throwing it in as our extra credit question. Okay. Mary Poppins, Harry Potter witch or Time Lady? Oh, oh, that one's so interesting. Okay, well, she clearly has a TARDIS. With her carpet bag. Yes. So it's bigger on the inside. Yeah, it's bigger on the inside, but she doesn't travel inside of it. That's right. Which is very interesting to me. So, um, because Hermione also has a bag of (laughs) an unlimited bag of holding. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, she can also fly. She carries an umbrella like the, um, Ilvermorny girls. Yes. And Um, like, um, Hagrid. Yeah, his, and yes, okay, so umbrella. I am going to say witch and not time lady, mm. although I want it to be a time lady. I desperately want her to be time lady. I was going to say time lady, even though I un- I agree with her reasons for yeah. saying witch, right? But I want to say time lady just because she never gets old. Right. She never gets old, and there's something very doctorish about first of all the outfit yeah there's something very doctorish about her interactions with the child like the way she talks to the children Mm -hmm. that sarcasm that she has feels very doctory feels very a combination of 10 and 11 to Mm. me um yeah there's ah flying in only when she's needed coming to the rescue and then leaving 
um, being able to take the children into other dimensions. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. You know, bringing things like, uh, I don't know, man. It's so tough. It's such a tough one because like, there's the, good arguments see, for both. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the most recent? Yes, I did. I saw I the new one. I really liked it. I mean, I, I didn't, didn't love, love it. it. I yeah. didn't love it, but I didn't dislike it either. And yeah. In fact, some of the pieces I liked the most was going into the, the bowl or whatever. Yes. I actually really yes. liked it a lot. But I, I liked all the animated stuff stuff in the, yeah. the original too um but like i yeah there's definitely arguments for both because yep. like her little her little um umbrella that she carries yes. is most likely a wand it's a wand yeah oh my god what if she's both she could be Ooh. oh my god what if what she walks if? the line between the world yeah she's both universe and part right. of because like the whole thing with um with her so like with the with uh, the doctor he experiences time in in different order in different right? order yep um and ostensibly he can kind of see all of time at yes. once because yes. it's almost it's a wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing yep. Yep. right and so it would make a great deal of sense to see that she's come back twice mm-hmm. and that it could literally be tomorrow <laughs> yes yes yeah so yeah but she know, comes back to the one. same family mm-hmm. she cares about those like there's something very it's not doctorish dissimilar. about it yeah, yeah. It's not dissimilar it's not dissimilar but, and, but she uh, also feels doctor. like a professor Professor, though. Yes, she does. You know, she has that very teacher energy when oh she talks God. to, you know, I could see her being a professor or I could see Mary Poppins is absolutely a Slytherin uh-huh. if she's a witch. Yes. Um, and I could see her turning down a professor position like being asked to teach and she's like yeah hell no like mm. i'm not going to sit under the leadership of dumbledore yeah i'm gonna do things my yeah. way and her wanting but still wanting to help people yes. and help kids yes and families yeah oh that's so interesting what if she's like oh my god what if she's like some magical social worker <laughs> like i the, can believe yeah. it yeah and so like i want like having like the magical like department of youth and family services yeah Yeah. because time travel exists in in uh harry potter as well so like oh my god this is like an impossible to answer question i kind of love it that's why i like it contemplating it for there are there are yeah there are reasons for both there are explanations for both and i think you can make a good argument yeah i think so too i honestly i think my in my heart, I would like for her to be a magical social worker mm-hmm. at, in the Harry Potter world. I, I could because I could see that. I, you know, one of the things that Harry Potter doesn't do well is really think about people's jobs. Like yes. there can't be yes, beyond the professors. Yeah, yeah, there can't literally be professor or works at the ministry, and, and that's it. And that's it. Like all of Wizarding Society. Because like clearly, magic, like the wizards, magicians, wizards work at all of these like. Tra- trades as yes, well yes. you know like so like clearly someone's doing the cooking at the yes, room six, right right at the leaky cauldron all of them someone's doing the cooking someone's making the zonkos thing yes someone's i mean we know right. who's making the the wizard wheezes thing yes somebody's making the candy at honeyduke right making right. like florian there's an Fortescue. entire society there yeah. should be an entire yeah. society yeah. and so like one of the things that i i would love for us to know more about and for us even to dig in like the two of us like the actual society the the structure because what is society but a structure you know and so like you need all levels of people not everyone's going to be an or or minister of magic or a teacher you know like what 
how did they get there? Like, did they fail out of school? You know, and what does it mean for, um, cause remember in Fantastic Beasts, um, the, the one of them like makes a strudel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, is it meaningless for there to be someone who's like, I enjoy cooking. I magic it out of the air versus someone who is like, no, my trade is cooking. Yes. Yes. I'm an actual chef. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What does yeah. it mean? It's very interesting to me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That was my last question. That it was is, a good one. That was a good one. And so we want to hear any of the answers you might have to any of the questions that we asked. Yes. Um, Give us your explanation for whether Mary Poppins is a Harry Potter world witch or a time lady or some other thing that you have made up. Um, Give us your explanations for that. Answer any of the questions or feel free to ask us some questions that we did not come up with. We want to hear from you. You know, you can find us on Twitter at Woke Doctor Who or you can send us an email. So, you know, let us know. We want to hear from you. Yep. And so now, after we have asked each other all the nerdiest questions we can think of. (laughs) This is like all of them. We don't want to go. We don't want to go. But but we we have have to. to. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.